This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, February 6th. You're listening to WNBF. Matthew Ryan, a former mayor of Binghamton, was one of 15 people arrested during a protest outside a Wegman store in Johnson City. Area residents organized the demonstration in response to violent incidents involving police in Binghamton and elsewhere in the United States. Village police were assisted by officers from several agencies, including New York State Police and the Broome County Sheriff's Office, in clearing Wegman's property after the store closed early Wednesday evening. During a WMBF radio interview Friday, Ryan, an attorney, said he had been called to be a legal observer of the protest. He said he had done some shopping in Wegmans before he stood off to the side next to a WSKG public radio reporter to watch what was going on. Ryan acknowledged that at one point he engaged in an argument with a woman who was calling the demonstrators animals. He said there were a few obscenities tossed back and forth between the two during their brief interaction. Ryan said he was some distance from the protesters in the store parking lot as the demonstration was winding down. He said a police officer approached him and said, you have to leave right now. Ryan said he just wanted to be able to observe what's happening. Said the officer asked, so you're not leaving. Ryan said he was arrested and after he said, I don't think I should have to leave. A handwritten appearance ticket was given to Ryan, indicated he was going to be charged with trespass and resisting arrest. According to a police department news release, Ryan in fact did not resist arrest. The release indicated resisting arrest was written by mistake and that the appropriate charges of trespass and obstructing governmental administration will likely be filed in the coming days. Late Friday, Village Police released a new statement saying we wish to issue a retraction of some of the statements made about Ryan. The agency said more extensive review of the video video footage revealed that Ryan did buy groceries prior to the start of the event, and we apologize for stating that he lied about that fact. The department said Ryan had been misidentified as someone else who had not entered the store. According to a press release on Thursday, multiple firearms and a variety of drug-related items were seized by the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force. On Wednesday, the task force executed a search warrant at 127 Washington Avenue in the village of Endicott. They seized 32.8 grams of fentanyl, 0.5 grams of black tar heroin, 6.5 suboxone strips, various drug paraphernalia, various pills and prescription medications, including 98 methadone pills, a loaded 9mm ghost gun, a loaded 40 caliber handgun, gun parts including 3D printed parts, explosive blasting caps, and over $2,000 in suspected drug proceeds. As a result of the investigation, Chase Tiffany of Binghamton and Paul Reed of Endicott were arrested. Tiffany was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. Paul Reed was charged with three counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, and three counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia in the second degree. On Thursday, the task force conducted a drug interdiction stop on Interstate 81 northbound at Exit 7 in the town of Shenango. Law enforcement officers seized over 1,000 grams of fentanyl worth approximately $45,000, forged identity documents, or almost $2,000 in suspected drug proceeds, as a result of the investigation, Adolfo Del Rio de Jesus of the Bronx, New York City, was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the first degree. Franklin Valdez of the Bronx, New York City, was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree. And Carlos Valdez of North Providence, Rhode Island, was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree, criminal possession of a forged instrument in the second degree, and criminal impersonation in the second degree. 
According to a press release from the United States Attorney's Office, Northern District of New York, 55-year-old Charles Wager of Castle-on-Hudson, New York, was convicted of attempting to entice a minor into engaging in unlawful sexual activities following a four-day trial. Wager reportedly exchanged thousands of sexually explicit text messages with people he believed to be a 10-year-old girl and her mother. In addition to discussing different sexual acts with who he believed to be the 10-year-old girl and her mother, Wager also sent nude photos of himself. He then made arrangements to meet the 10-year-old girl and her mother. On February 5, 2021, Wager traveled from Castleton-on-Hudson to Binghamton with the intent to engage in sexual activities with the 10-year-old girl. Upon his arrival at the agreed-upon meeting location in Binghamton, Wager was arrested by law enforcement officials. Wager was already a registered sex offender, pleading guilty in 2002 to rape in the third degree after admitting to having sexual intercourse with a then-15-year-old girl. Following his arrest in Binghamton, he admitted to sexually molesting two other minor victims several decades ago. Wager now faces a minimum of 20 years in prison and a maximum life sentence, in addition to a fine of up to $250,000 and the term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life when he's sentenced on June 8th. Republican lawmakers are accusing China of deliberately surveilling sensitive U.S. military sites with a suspected spy balloon. And they say the Biden administration has given Beijing an intelligence opening by not downing the balloon during its high-altitude drift through American airspace. Democrats are defending Biden, and they note that they were from similar incursions while Donald Trump was president. A missile from an F-22 fighter jet downed the balloon on Saturday off the South Carolina coast. A U.S. official tells the Associated Press that those involved in the recovery of the balloon are planning to take it to the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia, for further analysis. And the Biden administration has offered to brief congressional leaders on its investigation into the classified documents found in the private possession of President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity on Sunday. A briefing could come as soon as this week, but it may not meet bipartisan demands from lawmakers who say they have ongoing national security concerns. Any briefing isn't expected to include direct access to the documents that were seized. National Weather Service forecast for down town binghamton today chance of rain showers possibly mixing with snow after 7 a.m then gradually ending mostly cloudy with a high near 38 degrees a 30 percent chance of rain tonight mostly cloudy with a low near 21 tomorrow a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m increasing clouds with a high near 41 degrees 20 percent chance of rain tomorrow night chance of rain showers before 5 a.m then a slight chance of rain and snow showers mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees a 30 percent chance of rain And Wednesday, a slight chance of rain and snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 41 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 29 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. As we begin another wild week of radio at News Radio WNBF ninety two one FM twelve ninety AM, and you're always connected with your favorite media outlet using the free WNBF app. <laughs> 
So we thank you. However, you're listening to us via the app or WNBF.com online on your work computer when you're supposed to be doing something productive. Hey, do what a lot of people do at offices. Just basically kick back from 9, 10 until noon and then uh, take a break for lunch and then I'd say between one thirty and 3, accomplish the... Uh, the biggest things that need to be accomplished for the day, and then uh, head home early. Pat yourself on the back for doing the best you can under the circumstances. At any rate, let's see. Oh, I know. I saw this on the front page. So I want to get your opinion. It's very important now more than ever that I have your opinion. So I'm looking on the front page, and uh, it says, A southern-tier lawmaker, and again, this is on the front page of the paper, story by Neil Simon. A southern-tier lawmaker is sponsoring legislation that would increase the maximum speed limit in New York State for the first time in decades. So a guy in... Big Flats. A senator from Big Flats uh, introduced this bill, which would authorize the Thruway Authority and the DOT to raise the speed limit on some highways up to 70. And I know to some of our listeners, they'll be saying, you know, what difference at this point does that make? We're already driving 85 or 90, so some... Some listeners would probably say, no, the bad thing about it is then taxpayers have to pay for a bunch of new speed limit signs. So what do you think? Uh, 70, 75? Let's face it, most drivers are already voting with their <laughs> lead foot. So I, I would think if they raise the speed limit on some New York roadways to uh, 70, it's not going to make any appreciable difference. People will just continue going as they do now, you know, 85. Because they have places to go and people to see, especially in Elmira. Let's take a call. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> good morning, Bob. It's Dave from Vestal. <laughs> you know, why don't they just go ahead and do it? Raise the upstate New York speed limit to 119 and be done with it. <laughs> You said we go 85. You're right, though. You know what? It really won't make any difference. It, it, uh, people are going to drive what they're driving. You know, anyway, for, you know who it'll make a difference for? It's the 3% of the drivers, and they know who they are, who adhere to the speed limit under all circumstances. So for that 3%, they'll be like, oh, mod, now... I have to drive only 70. Look at and, and they'd still be saying the same thing. Oh, look at that woman in that late model Escalade going past us at 119. Who the heck does she think she is? <laughs> A lot of people figure we can go 10 miles over. They won't stop us. Now they'll, now they'll go 80, Bob. Once they don't think that's okay. But and, and it, it is okay because basically, <laughs> you know, I... With one exception, you see that that one state trooper they said was issuing tickets for people he never stopped. Did you see that story? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. They they said the New York State Police said they they have a 
I'm sorry to report, they have a guy who was <laughs> writing tickets for people he never stopped. I mean, sounds like some sort of New York Times reporter who was writing stories about people he never interviewed. Yeah, yeah and you know what? You make that, and that, <laughs> and that probably happens quite a bit, like Maggie Haberman. Anyways, um, Bob, real quick, uh, let's get off that topic. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, and I'll, I'll get off. But um, do, do you think uh, uh, the State of the Union is coming up here real quick? And, and I was wondering, do you, do you think uh, uh, House Leader McCarthy will be, be ripping that speech up behind uh, Joe? Gosh, I hope so. You. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about Wednesday morning? We can. I mean, I believe the speech is scheduled for tomorrow night. Talk about a yawn burner. Um, <laughs> McCarthy, or maybe all the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy ought to get copies of the the advanced copies of the State of the Union so all members of of the GOP can rip it, rip it, rip it good, like that Devo song. You can rip it. Um, and they could, they, they could actually break into a chorus. We can rip it. And they're all wearing funny little plastic things on their heads. So it would be like the people were like, yeah, the GOP has suddenly gotten into the 20th century as they emulate the Devo. You just came up with a good idea, Bob. I'd like to see McCarthy <laughs> they can rip wearing it. a... No, no, McCarthy wearing a red MAGA hat behind it. Now, Why do you want him to wear a red maggot hat? Come oh, on. That, that, that'd be perfect, because we'd have to stare at it all during his speech. I'd love that. It'd be embarrassing. The The leader, <laughs> the Speaker of the House wearing a red maggot hat. Come on, man. <laughs> It's embarrassing. No, no, it'd be great. You're right. It would be great because it would give me it, really would. it would give me something to talk about Wednesday morning. Otherwise, we're going to listen to like a five hour speech that'll make uh, Andrew Cuomo's State of the State message messages look inspired. How about all the Republicans to see a red we'd see on that half over there? Now that would look nice too, man. Yeah, that's a good idea. Wait, hold on, I'm filling out paperwork. What did you say your name again, again is, Tom? <laughs> Tom? And where are you, you calling of, from, Tom? You're thinking of Tom from Endwell again, aren't you? Oh, this is Dave and Vestal, I forgot. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, Tom and Endwell will be calling in a few minutes. Any other things to um, whip past us this morning? No, nothing really, Bob. No. All I'm, right. Uh, I, did you, oh, did you have a good weekend? I'll ask you that. Fantastic. Fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. I actually found Sunday to be a little more inspiring than Saturday. Saturday with the wind chill about minus 1290. I didn't do much. (laughs) Yesterday was actually pleasant in comparison. It's actually nice out there this morning. I I almost wanted to, to linger longer outside because compared to Saturday, this this feels like wherever. Palm Springs. That, that wind show was ridiculous. So now I see why. I see why. You know, when I was young, the, the, the snow, the cold, it didn't bother me. But as I get older now, I see why people go to Florida. I always wonder, why are they going to Florida? The snow's great. I heard I the reason they go to Florida is because they, because um, through some sort of fluke, they were born in places like New York and Pennsylvania. And as as time went on, they became more and more... Um, aware that they're wacky and weird, and they realize they shouldn't have been born in New York or Pennsylvania. God actually should have uh, had them start life in Florida. So that's that's why they, 
I saw something online, I think on Saturday, because I was bored, so I was looking for stuff online to try to explain things. And one of the presentations was a documentary. I think Andy Rooney did it when he was still alive. Wouldn't it be funny if he did it? like in the last couple of years. But Andy Rooney or someone did a, a documentary, and they said the thing about Florida is it was designed to, uh, to attract the weird and wacky. You know, we a lot of times we see these stories in the news about, you know, the Florida guy did this or the Florida guy did that. Like the Florida guy who wound up trying to elude police in a stolen vehicle, I believe, and he wound up in the... Um, chicken coop of uh, Broome County's historian. Remember him? Well, of course, it wasn't a New York guy who would do that. It was a Florida guy. No. It was. <laughs> Attract a wacky. I like, you know what? You just described, a lot of people uh, have left New York City for Florida, Bob, so you just described a lot of them down Well, that's there. why the WQ in Florida <laughs> is so high, and overall, on average, the WQ in New York State, relatively speaking, is low. I mean, we, we do have our share of people who are eccentric and odd, but compared to Florida, that state takes the cake. <laughs> you know what? They can't fool me, Bob. I think they just want to get closer to Trump. That's all. I know. I know a couple people who uh, about three years ago moved to Florida, and they told me there are two reasons, two reasons they they moved to Florida. One was to get closer to him, and two was to uh, avoid those snowfalls of 45 or 50 inches in December. So I'm not sure which one was the priority, but they said there were two reasons why they chose to move to Florida. Okay, Bob. All right, thanks. We're off to a splendiferous start, 922, with Bob Joseph taking calls for uh, those who are equipped with a device. So if your device is capable of calling 607-772-1290, feel free. And again, I'm, I'm sort of... My program from now on is going to be like Dick Wolf and Law and Order. It's always going to be ripped from the headlines. Dick Wolf uses the New York Post. I use the local paper. And today the, the big headline is uh, some highways in New York State could wind up with a speed limit of 70. So that'll be one of the questions we choose to explore between now and noon. Bob Joseph Live, News Radio, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. WNBF at 9.26 with Bob Joseph.
What you looking at, she? Stop staring at me. President Xi. Come on, man. <laughs> 927 Live with Bob Joseph. Let's go to Vestal and say good morning to Robert. Hello. Worst song ever. Thing is, I don't understand it. It's not even in English. What a dumb song. But why why is it not in English? It sounds German. It's dumb either way. Well, about 99 problems, but I know I'm not one of them. I used to have MTV and they would play that and I'm going, are you kidding me? But the point about MTV back in the day is they only had about four songs. They had this, Video Killed the Radio Star, and what's that one by the police? Oh, no, they got Are you kidding me? What, when they first started, maybe? Oh, yeah. And, well, and then they also got uh, Springsteen with Dancing in the Park. Oh, I can't stand Here's another one. I cannot stomach. I love him. I, I love I Dancing in the Park, and it showed a clip of him trying to dance, and it was so laughable. Oh, my God. That guy is not a guitar player. He's not a good singer. And people rave about him like he's got. They never understand. I can't wait till he brings his uh, farewell tour to the arena. I would. You'd have to pay me big money to go see. I'll pay you a okay. hundred bucks. I'll pay you a hundred bucks to go see the boss oh, at I the arena. Then I put earplugs. Okay, <laughs> I, have a, I have a little axe to grind here. I called in here last week, and just because I disagree with you, this guy Gary from Binghamton called and cut me down. Like, if he don't like it, he don't have to listen. Maybe he should watch Three's Company. It's none of his business what I listen to or what I watch. That really ticked me off. It's been grinding on me for days. And I, okay, I, I better call and get it off my chest. I, you know, you talk to me about talking about other people, and I try not to do it, but, boy, that rankled me. Oh, I was shocked myself. Just because I don't agree with you? I don't agree with you on anything. You know that. You're a little, but I'm not. I don't like liberals. I've stated that several times. I think they're ruining our country, and people don't see it. But, yeah, that's just, man, you know, I just, I'd like to talk to the guy and say, hey, what's your problem? Just because I don't like what Bob Joseph says, you attack me? That's not right. Maybe I hope he calls and explains it because. Oh, I hope he doesn't. No, in fact, Gary from the West Side, if you're listening, please don't call to explain. I don't want to hear any explanation. Feel free to call and talk about anything but that, but I don't want to hear any explanation about why you said that. While I got you on the line, last Friday I got out of Walmart. I'm coming down the parkway, and I heard Matt Ryan. I almost wrecked my truck. I was laughing so hard. And I'm thinking, this man is 60-some years old, I think. When is he going to wake up and quit protesting? He got arrested 50 years ago at Harper. You know, this is ridiculous. Okay. No, he didn't get arrested 50 years ago at Harper. Yeah, he did. No, he, he didn't. Was protesting the Vietnam War. No, that was right here. Um Right here in downtown Binghamton at the federal building. That's what I said during the interview because he got 
He got hauled in. He got his butt, excuse the expression, hauled into the paddy wagon by Joe Lynch, who was a police officer at the time. And then 25 years later, Matt Ryan is mayor of Binghamton, and he's Joe Lynch's boss because Joe Lynch was police chief. I just found it, uh, I found the irony to be uh, delicious, delectable. However that happened, I don't know how he got to be mayor. Because the voters... And the voters yeah. of Binghamton are never wrong, except yeah. sometimes they chose Matt Ryan not once but twice. Now, I don't really, I don't care. You know, I mean, he was mayor. I, I got no personal thing. I, I just never cared for him. You know, he's, he's got that cocky attitude, like everything liberals do is right and everything I say is wrong. He calls after me. He might call right now. I don't I think so. I, he, I don't think he's going to listen this week. I don't think he gives a darn about. About anything that goes on on the program anymore? Uh, I don't know. He's easily provoked. I think maybe that's why I do it. Because didn't John used to harass him, John from Binghamton? Oh, they're buddies. And, uh, they used to hang out together over there Garlock. at the... Garlock and John used to follow eh, him around. They used that to hang out fun. together over on the west side. Then they went up to... Uh, up there on the forks and used to hang out there. But that was stuff that was always off the record because they... Where's Vic? Well, that's another good thing. Vic moved. So that's... Where's Vic? Yeah, Vic moved out of the Forks. So we lost Vic. Oh, man. I always liked Vic. That's that's a, a real loss for Broome County because we could always count on Vic from the Forks, but now he's no longer living in Broome County. Yeah, I called him a couple of times. I found his number and I called him like three, four years ago and talked to him for 10, 15 minutes. All right, I got it off my chest, but All right. yeah, I mean, you, you know, nobody's supposed to be able to tell me what I can listen Exactly. To. Oh, I agree. Nobody, nobody, Gary or uh, Bob, the host, nobody should be able to dictate to you what you listen to. It's your choice. It's your country. You know I'm very conservative, and I, I don't agree with your view of things at No, all. but... But that's my right. It is your right, and I respect it, and that's why I always look forward to your calls. I respect your opinion. I don't. I don't have to agree with you to respect you and your opinion. But I do. Well, I, wound, I, I wind up everybody too. Yeah. Oh, I called James last week, and I told him about that video that Tw- Taylor Swift shot in this area in Vestal. And I had like three or four people after me call and explain it because I couldn't believe it. It was right down on Juneberry Road. Yeah, I know, but Taylor Swift was never there. You know, yeah, I, 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 I listened I to the story. I listened to the damn story. I'm going, there's no, where's the beef? You know, if Taylor Swift had been there on, on Juneberry, you know, doing a, a dance on the Juneberry Road Bridge, that'd be different. Or if she was over there on Route 26, Taylor Swift has never been within a 100-mile radius of Binghamton or Vestal. And I'm, I'm thinking, wow, wow. You know, it's it's the, the same thing of looking at that, that movie that they shot a lot of uh, B-roll from the Binghamton area, and then you say... Well, how come if if they like Binghamton so much, how come they didn't shoot the actual movie there with the actual stars? This is a good area, I guess. Well, it's a great area, but you know, if Taylor Swift, I I think, I think it's a snub, and I think Taylor Swift is the only person who can rectify that. I say, for her next video, Taylor Swift had better better get here in in Broome County, shoot an actual video on the Vestal Parkway, on the Juneberry Road Bridge. I mean, I've been on that bridge 
Why is that bridge good enough for me, but not good enough for Taylor Swift? She can stay with me. <laughs> no, like heck she will. She's going to ah, stay with I me. Like I, I want I want her to be safe when she's here in Broome County. So I hereby offer up to 90 days, because sometimes it takes a long time to shoot these videos because they want to get every scene just right. So up to 90 days, free accommodations. I think she's a spoiled little brat. <laughs> I don't care. I, I just want her to be safe because the thing is, she is so popular. If she doesn't have a nice, safe place to stay for up to 90 days, and all the speedies, including lamb speedy subs, it, everything complimentary. That is my humble offer because I want her to enjoy the Binghamton area and understand that what she did with that video when when they shot some scenes in the Vestal area but she never showed up that that was a, an oversight and we're actually a, a good area worthy of Taylor Swift's time if she wants to spend I don't know all spring or part of spring and part of summer here in the area she knows where to reach me sounds good okay thanks Bob thanks I'm willing to do these things because I want the community to gain the exposure. It has nothing to do with me. It, trust me, it has nothing to do with me. 936, let's take another call. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's Ron from Binghamton. Uh, this is the second time I've called, I think. Uh, say, Bob, you want Taylor Swift in the area to uh, get behind the Bobble Mart. I, I know you have, uh, you know, um, capitalistic reasons for Taylor Swift. Except that's not day. true. I would not. Trust me. Trust me. I know what many people are thinking. Many people would hear that beautiful offer I just made on the radio and think I have ulterior motives. No. Actually, no, I don't. I, it's Whoa. it's it's a it's a very thoughtful, generous offer, and I don't intend to gain personally or commercially from if she chooses to to say even up to six months. I see. So even if she uh, endorsed uh, your bago shrimp, I don't. I will not seek nor will I accept any of her endorsements of any commercial venture because I I think that would be inappropriate. That would be taking advantage of an impressionable star. And I, for one, others might think about doing that and try to try to uh, manipulate her for their own gains. I mean, we saw what happened, sadly, with uh, Britney Spears with that case. Well, we don't want something like that. Taylor Swift deserves our respect. And she, at least as far as I'm concerned, when she spends up to a year, we'll say, up in or a couple of years here in the Binghamton area while she's shooting videos and recording her next um, collection of music, I will not in any way attempt to uh, take advantage from a commercial standpoint. That would be wrong. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. I wanted to give you a chance to clear that up, actually. Say, Bob, um, now, you know, actually, I have an appointment this morning, so don't let me talk more than 20 minutes, okay? Cut me off, Bob. Just want to... Let me... Let me be um, uh, uh, stipulate right at the top. I'm giving you only, and I because this is because of operational requirements. I will give you exactly two and a half minutes, uninterrupted oh, wow. broadcast time, uninterrupted starting now. 
Boop. Oh, I don't need uninterrupted. I wanted to, uh, you know, you are a word guy like like I am. And uh, this is in the area of fingernails on the blackboard. You know, when you hear, and we've talked about it, very unique, you know, how we blanch when we hear very unique. Now, there's a thing today uh, in on Press Connects, and I, I, I read it this morning, and it it gets me like the fingernails on the blackboard, and it's not uncommon. Uh, the little headline on Press Connect site says, Buddy Duddies is moving. What to know about the future plans? I, I, I just want to know what other kind of plans are there than future plans? Why, why, do, why does it say about future plans? Isn't that superfluous? Don't you think that? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I have another call coming in. Hold on. It's my bookie. A second. Should I take this? Mm. I see who it is. Taylor Swift's representative. Anyway, uh... I guess I'll handle that afternoon. I think it's going to take more than a minute. Anyway, the uh, I commend uh, Press Connects for for doing the story um, for subscribers only, by the way. Right, and and it's dated. They posted it at five oh one this morning, so they got the scoop of uh, a story that I first reported last August, and then we did a story about the future plans. The more detailed future plans we did on January 10th, so I commend Press Connects for posting the story about the future plans this morning. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, to your point, future plans, eh, you know, of all the issues with Press Connects at this moment, that's the least of our problems. Yeah, I know. No, I know, and I, I agree with you, you know, but at least they didn't say that, that Fuddy Duddies is literally bursting at the seams because you know because then i'd have to go i was just over there yesterday morning i I just walked by didn't stop in showing extreme extreme uh strength not to go and grab some delightful sodas but um yeah uh to your point uh, future plans yes but another thing that the paper likes to do not only that type of headline, what to know about the future plans. Sometimes what I think is even more egregious is what you need to know, as though I need to know something. And they didn't do it here because they, they had lack of space. Oh, here's another story about um, someone who just got appointed to run a radio and TV station in Vestal and says, what to know about new public radio leader? And it's like, what yeah. to know? What kind so two headlines, the top story and then the secondary local story, are both what to know. It's like, of course, that's why you write the story. Can you imagine if all my headlines said what to know or what you need to know about the new speed limit and similar things? But, you know, I, I'll tell you why they do it, because it, it must test well. Well, Bob, you're not, you see, you're not haughty to say that. You know, what's, what's a haughty what do you thing? Know? I, I wanted to get one other thing in quickly, if I may. Oh, quick. You know, uh, the voices, people who call the show, 
uh, have distinct voices. And, and I just wanted to mention, of course, Bob from Vestal has a distinct voice. I mean, you know, you, you're here, you turn on the station, and you know it's Bob from Vestal. You know, another distinct voice for me, and I wanted to say something, is our good friend Dave from Vestal. And what's he, he always me, sounds like Tom from Endwell. He, well, of course, yeah. I, that's why I say you've never seen him together uh, at the same time. But Dave from Vestal, to me, has a very has a young voice, but he says he's you know he's older. I I can't believe this uh, guy isn't in his thirties. Uh, Dave from Vestal, based on his voice. Now, Dave, are you sure? You're like an older guy. Oh, now you're questioning people's ages. Oh, my gosh. Well, that certainly escalated quickly. 943, Bob Joseph live. Here's what you need to know about buying a vehicle. If you're making future plans to buy a vehicle, why not include the Miller Auto Team in those future plans? Here's what you need to know. The Miller Auto Team is there for you six days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. On Sundays, Miller Motors on the Parkway and Vestal, directly across from Binghamton University, is closed. However, they're open today till 7 p.m., so go and check out. Hondas and Hyundais and used vehicles. Oh, my. The Miller Auto Team, they've been there for you for a long, long time, and they'll be there for you for a long, long time to come. Again, it's Miller Motors, the Miller Auto Team on the Parkway in Vestal. That's what you need to know if you're looking for a vehicle, new or used. And if you're not going to be able to make it there today, make it part of your future plans for later in the week. And if you really need more information, check out their website at MillerAutoTeam.com. It's 944. This is Bob Joseph. Coming up next, what to know about the balloon only on WNBF. Bob Joseph inviting you to the 2023 Hot Dog Fest and Spy Balloon Rally at the Hickory's in Owego. Plenty of hot dogs and plenty of spy balloons for you this summer. Speaking of Owego, Jesse in Owego. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. I am going to come to Steve and Kim Crudy's defense because the relocation of Fuddy Duddies, as Ron stated, future plans, I guarantee you, and I'm willing to bet, that their relocation is going to happen a lot quicker than uh, 17 becoming future 86. Any bet? Oh, I agree. But And by the way, you don't have to come to their defense. Nobody was criticizing their plan. Everybody is uh, amazed at the project. I think the, the only focus was on the headline on Press Connects, something describing future plans as opposed to just regular plans. You know what, Bob? When you were walking by Fuddy Duddies, you should have stopped in because those chocolate-covered strawberries are out of this planet. I know, I know. I I had to uh, 
early stop myself because I wanted a chocolate-covered strawberry. I wanted a thing of fudge. Last time I was there, I got a thing of fudge. And uh, I also wanted uh, a couple bottles of Moxie, but I decided, you know, I'm still trying to uh, cut back a little bit for the new year. Well, he's got plenty more, so just I know. Well, that was the the reason I didn't pop in yesterday because I knew if I wanted to pop in today that they still would have plenty of items available for hungry, hungry, and uh, choosy, choosy sweets fans. You know, if people like good good quality sweets, that would be that would be the place to go. When I walk by that window, I still see your nose print. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. One one time I was walking down there on Lake Street, and it just happened to be at uh, at a time when they weren't open. So all I could do was press my little babo nose against the window and say, "Man, that stuff looks good." Man, nine fifty. Bob Joseph live on News Radio WNBF, giving you the confectionaries that everyone wants. Nine thirty, um, whatever. You know, it's bad when I can't even do a time check. That shows you how far we've plunged in the competency scale. I used to be able to do time checks just, you know, without even thinking about it. Now look. See what I'm saying? Oh, well. Oh, well, I'm... I'm sure they've got some sort of <clears throat> artificial intelligence uh, in the wings waiting to fix this. Now, the balloon. Everybody, everybody, and I mean everybody, was scared by that balloon. And, um, you know, now, at least for the moment, it's apparently no longer an issue. On the other hand, you you really have to wonder who is actually in charge of the United States operation. You know, if the people in charge of the United States operation were running this radio station, I'd be really concerned. Fortunately, we have highly skilled, highly competent, very experienced management. I can't say that much about the United States government, though. This is all about China poking at us. This is all about China testing the American resolve, whether it's with TikTok or the balloon or whatever the thing is going to be next month. They know that that uh, tensions are escalating and they want to see what kind of leadership we have. And no, the president failed on this one. And that's the thing. you got to be transparent and you have to be fast acting. I mean, what we need now more than ever for the United States, if we're to be, be taken seriously on the world stage, we need... Powerful, decisive leadership, bold, courageous, and thoughtful. You have to have leadership. You have to be transparent. You have to be fast-acting. They weren't. They weren't at all. And that's the whole thing. I mean, the way this whole thing was handled, there are a lot of questions. And so far, President Biden has opted not to answer most of the key questions that need to be posed. And trust me, every American deserves answers. 
there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. What was it spotted? Why was it not brought down sooner over other areas? Exactly. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And what about the next time? And there will be a next time. Mark my words, the Chinese government is not going to stop spying on this great country. You can bet at some point in the coming decades, the Chinese government is going to be interested in what we're up to here in Broome County. They'll want to take a closer look at the battery plant in Endicott. They'll want to take a closer look at the mall in Johnson City and all those chicken sandwiches and all of those glorious sports items and people climbing on the wall. So you can bet at some point a Chinese spy balloon might be programmed to hover over the Binghamton area so they know what we're up to. It's 9.55 at WNBF are phenomenal. They're able to work with you. They're great. Call for your free debt resolution information now. 800-943-5003. 800-943-5003. Hi, this is Bob Joseph. You're listening to WNBF Bingham. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, February 6th. You're listening to WNBF. Matthew Ryan, a former mayor of Binghamton, was one of 15 people arrested during a protest outside a Wegmans store in Johnson City. Area residents organized the demonstration in response to violent incidents involving police in Binghamton and elsewhere in the United States. Village police were assisted by officers from several agencies, including New York State Police and the Broome County Sheriff's Office, in clearing Wegmans' property after the store closed early Wednesday evening. During a WMBF radio interview Friday, Ryan, an attorney, said he had been called to be a legal observer of the protest. He said he had done some shopping in Wegmans before he stood off to the side next to a WSKG public radio reporter to watch what was going on. Ryan acknowledged that at one point he engaged in an argument with a woman who was calling the demonstrators animals. He said there were a few obscenities tossed back and forth between the two during their brief interaction. Ryan said he was some distance from the protesters in the store parking lot as the demonstration was winding down. He said a police officer approached him and said, you have to leave right now. Ryan said he just wanted to be able to observe what's happening. Said the officer asked, so you're not leaving. Ryan said he was arrested and after he said, I don't think I should have to leave. A handwritten appearance ticket was given to Ryan indicated he was going to be charged with trespass and resisting arrest. According to a police department news release, Ryan, in fact, did not resist arrest. The release indicated resisting arrest was written by mistake and that the appropriate charges of trespass and obstructing governmental administration will likely be filed in the coming days. Late Friday, Village Police released a new statement saying, We wish to issue a retraction of some of the statements made about Ryan. The agency said more extensive review of the video video footage revealed that Ryan did buy groceries prior to the start of the event, and we apologize for stating that he lied about that fact. The department said Ryan had been misidentified as someone else who had not entered the store. According to a press release on Thursday, multiple firearms and a variety of drug-related items were seized by the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force. On Wednesday, the task force executed a search warrant at 127 Washington Avenue in the village of Endicott. They seized 32.8 grams of fentanyl, 0.5 grams of black tar heroin, 6.5 suboxone strips, various drug paraphernalia, various pills and prescription medications, including 98 methadone pills, a loaded 9mm ghost gun, a loaded 40 caliber handgun, 
gun parts, including 3D-printed parts, explosive blasting caps, and over $2,000 in suspected drug proceeds. As a result of the investigation, Chase Tiffany of Binghamton and Paul Reed of Endicott were arrested. Tiffany was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. Paul Reed was charged with three counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, and three counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia in the second degree. On Thursday, the task force conducted a drug interdiction stop on Interstate 81 northbound at Exit 7 in the town of Shenango. Law enforcement officers seized over 1,000 grams of fentanyl worth approximately $45,000, forged identity documents, or almost $2,000 in suspected drug proceeds. As a result of the investigation, Adolfo Del Rio de Jesus of the Bronx, New York City, was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the first degree. Franklin Valdez of the Bronx, New York City, was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree. And Carlos Valdez of North Providence, Rhode Island, was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree, criminal possession of a forged instrument in the second degree, and criminal impersonation in the second degree. According to a press release from the United States Attorney's Office, Northern District of New York, 55-year-old Charles Wager of Castle-on-Hudson, New York, was convicted of attempting to entice a minor into engaging in unlawful sexual activities following a four-day trial. Wager reportedly exchanged thousands of sexually explicit text messages with people he believed to be a 10-year-old girl and her mother. In addition to discussing different sexual acts with who he believed to be the 10-year-old girl and her mother, Wager also sent nude photos of himself. He then made arrangements to meet the 10-year-old girl and her mother. On February 5, 2021, Wager traveled from Castleton-on-Hudson to Binghamton with the intent to engage in sexual activities with the 10-year-old girl. Upon his arrival at the agreed-upon meeting location in Binghamton, Wager was arrested by law enforcement officials. Wager was already a registered sex offender, pleading guilty in 2002 to rape in the third degree after admitting to having sexual intercourse with a then 15-year-old girl. Following his arrest in Binghamton, he admitted to sexually molesting two other minor victims several decades ago. Wager now faces a minimum of 20 years in prison and a maximum life sentence, in addition to a fine of up to $250,000 and the term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life when he's sentenced on June 8th. Republican lawmakers are accusing China of deliberately surveilling sensitive U.S. military sites with a suspected spy balloon. And they say the Biden administration has given Beijing an intelligence opening by not downing the balloon during its high-altitude drift through American airspace. Democrats are defending Biden, and they note that they were from similar incursions while Donald Trump was president. A missile from an F-22 fighter jet downed the balloon on Saturday off the South Carolina coast. A U.S. official tells the Associated Press that those involved in the recovery of the balloon are planning to take it to the FBI Live in Quantico, Virginia, for further analysis. And the Biden administration has offered to brief congressional leaders on its investigation into the classified documents found in the private possession of President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity on Sunday. A briefing could come as soon as this week, but it may not meet bipartisan demands from lawmakers who say they have ongoing national security concerns. Any briefing isn't expected to include direct access to the documents that were seized. National Weather Service forecast for downtown. Binghamton.
Today, chance of rain showers possibly mixing with snow after 7 a.m., then gradually ending. Mostly cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m., increasing clouds with a high near 41 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 5 a.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. And Wednesday, a slight chance of rain and snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 41 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, low near 29 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Hey there, it's Bob Joseph on WNBF. Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety is the number if you would like to participate. Always interested in hearing what your thoughts are. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good morning. That was fast. This is DJ from Binghamton. How you doing, Bob? I am well. I am well also. You know, I woke up this morning and the clouds, I'm looking, because when I wake up, I'm laying on bed and I can see out the window, right? And it's all like, cloudy skies i'm like oh man another cloudy day but then i i said i always say a scripture no eye has seen nor ear has heard nor mind has conceived what god has for those who love him and i started to feel joy so i shot up out of my bed i went to the front living room window and what do i see on the road Woohoo! rain you know what that means i was driving down the road yesterday and the rain the roads were white like it snowed it was with salt trying to eat the crap out of my nice vehicle the Lord blessed me with. So I'm happy about the rain today, and uh, among other things. And tomorrow, the temperature will get into the 40s. And by, <laughs> I'm serious, and then by Friday, it, or by Thursday, it's going to be up to 50, 10 Celsius. So I'm telling you. sounded like Jimmy Stewart from that movie. I know. Jimmy it's a, it's a wonderful him. wife. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you about a good movie I saw Friday. Did you see the movie? So I'm sitting in my leather captain's chair at my two monitors and I'm watching TV. I'm minding my own business. I have the TV um, on for background noise a lot. I'll just have it on. I don't even know what's on. I'm writing on Facebook and having fun. And all of a sudden, I heard and so I turned around and there was this commercial on for this funny movie. So I went to see it on Friday and there were only about 12 of us in the theater. It grossed $54 million. 80 for Brady. That was a good movie. Did, are you going to see it or did you see it? No. You like Tom Brady. No, I don't. The guy. No, I mean, I like him. No, no, you tricked me. Uh, of course, I love him. I love him. I, you know, hey, not everybody, look, not everybody can be perfect. He's a goat. Yeah, well, I, now you're, hey, 
You know, the National Association of Goats will take exception to that. Don't compare him to uh, some of America's best animals that make uh, some of the yeah. most delightful milk and the best ice cream. So if you want to call exactly. him something, you could say he's currently listed as retired until he unretires himself next year. Well, he's not the type of goat that's going to be separated in Matthew chapter 7. And yeah, I'm sure he's not, but he, you know... <clears throat> There's there's probably some sort of biblical passage that applies to people who cheat at uh, I know, in, that's in what sports. I was say. So if you're going to be a, if you're going to cheat and going to get all the marbles thanks to a strategy a strategy of cheating, I mean that sets a poor example for people like me. Hey Bob, I got to tell you something else. Listen to this: the best news ever in your lifetime and mine. This movie is going to blow every movie out of the water since movies are being produced back in the black and white days with Charlie Chaplin walking the way he does. Have you heard about the Jesus Revolution coming out February 22nd? About all the hippies that got saved? We were going down Main Street and we saw this house and we said, who's in that house? Oh, that's the Forever Family. <laughs> okay. Enough about the movies. More importantly, and this is our question du jour, this guy from Big Flats is talking about raising the speed limit on some New York highways to 70 miles an hour. What do you think about that? Raising the speed limit to 70? Well, it, when I travel to speak in other states, it is 70, like other states. That's his point. He says, and I'm looking at an article on the front page of the paper today, it says, uh, if this is to believe, remember, nobody... Nobody believes journalists anymore, so they say. It says, um, of course, now I'm looking. Oh, most states have increased their speed limit to 70, including Pennsylvania, and many have gone even higher. And this guy from Big Flats, does that sound like uh, a place that uh, repairs tires? Big Flats. Many have gone even higher, and it's time for New York State to do the same. So that's what that guy says. He thinks that the speed limit on some New York highways ought to be 70. And I said last hour, well, interesting concept, but for the vast majority of New York drivers, it's not going to make any difference anyway because they're already going faster than 70. Okay, let me answer that. Knowing DJ from Binghamton, as you do, because we have even hung out in person low those many times, you know my answer is absolutely not. These people drive like nuts as it is. They they knocked the pole in half right down the street from my house. They broke the whole black... Over there on Front plant. Street. I know. I'm telling you, look at the way people drive now. I mean, they're driving 70 miles on Front Street. They're driving 70 miles an hour in front of Rack Park, according to Ron. I'll go out on the road, and I'll stand in front of their car, and they'll stop. I'll say, hey. <laughs> It's 1017 WNBF. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, uh, this is John. Uh, yeah. Calling from Binghamton. Hi, John. Uh, you know, Bob, you mentioned speeding, uh, and speeding tickets is a, uh, and other traffic tickets are uh, particularly that one, you know, where you've got to move over if you you see a state right it's 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 more of a revenue raising device than anything else plus very dangerous you know but the uh, that people don't realize this in broom county we have towns that get as much as 30 percent of their revenue from tickets issued by uh the revenue agents the state police and the broom county sheriff's road patrols 
Now, it, uh, that's a substantial amount of money, uh, and that's uh, money that people motoring through uh, those towns uh, contribute to uh, lower the tax burden on the homeowners, property owners, business owners. Now, in Binghamton, uh, and there's no place where traffic laws are violated with impunity than Binghamton. I mean, you know, if, if the town of Dickinson, you know, if you're pulling from Walmart and you end up in, over the town of Dickinson line, you're you're going to get a, a whole panoply of, of traffic tickets <laughs> if you're stopped. And Mike Marinaccio sits there with his green eye shade and waits for that revenue to come in. Uh, you know, uh, Binghamton uh, has a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit. It also has, because of these Long Island uh, Metro New York students, uh, has a, a free-for-all on Riverside Drive, Clinton Street, and Main Street. Uh, not only are these people not going 30 miles an hour, uh, 45 uh, is, and over is what they're traveling. Uh, and why isn't Binghamton enforcing their own laws? This is the question. If they want to make the speed limit 35 or 40 on Riverside Drive, do it. It's been compounded because Binghamton used to have a lot of annoying uh, traffic lights. I'll give you one where there was a chance to slow down and build back up. Uh, the West End Riverside Drive uh, traffic light, you know, it slow you down a little bit. But when you're traveling west after you leave the hospital area, it's it's freewheeling uh, all the way uh, down to the circle. So uh, Binghamton better get on the ball and the city council people. They don't care. Stuff. I mean, we the, yeah. this issue comes up with uh, disturbing frequency on the program. And that means members of city council, the city uh, administration on the fourth floor, as well as the uh, police administration, they all hear about the concerns of Binghamton residents who don't like people um, racing through their neighborhoods, whether it's Riverside Drive or Beethoven Street. Uh, clearly, the way they decide to treat it, when they decide to treat it, is put up one of those uh, speed trailers for a few days, and they did that near Rec Park after it came up on the program. They did it actually uh, on Front Street there, near the uh, curve where the Red Oak restaurant used to be. They had a speed trailer there for maybe a week or so. I never saw any enforcement going on. It, it seems to me that the way it's handled is is when somebody has the audacity to mention on a talk show that there's a speeding problem, then the guy in charge of the speed trailer puts it on the... Um, whatever dpw pickup truck and and sets it up for about four to seven days at a spot and then they think that somehow that'll that'll make people stop talking about it well uh, and, and this is a fact uh you know more deaths are caused by plain old-fashioned speeding than by dwi uh so look bob what I'm saying to you, and I filed a Freedom of Information request regarding these traffic tickets, and uh, I uh, uh, was unable, because everything is a secret in the Binghamton Police Department, you know, uh, unable to get uh, the exact number of traffic citations in a, in a given period. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess 
uh, Binghamton feels that the tr- vehicle and traffic laws are beneath them. In other words, when they get in those SUVs, uh, they are going after the biggest fish. They're, they're- well, it, now sometimes what it is, at least in my observation, it's selective enforcement. They love having these laws available when, say, there's someone, shall we say, that they would like to speak with. I think you know what I mean. That's that's uh, say if there's someone they would like to speak with, then they keep a close watch on them. They'll send send um, a mark unit. Hey, keep a close watch on that Bob Mobile, and because uh, we need we need a reason to stop them. At this point, we don't have a legitimate reason to stop the Bob Mobile. So why don't you follow him for a few blocks? Because surely you're going to be able to find some reason, whether in this actually happened over on the west side um a a unit and a highly unusual police unit where it was two officers not one because this was a very rough neighborhood where i was going through to actually monitor what was going on because of dangerous activities that had occurred in that neighborhood so they spotted me and my brake light wasn't working so of course they stopped me. It's two officer unit, and I'm thinking, like, what did I do? Like everybody does when you get stopped by the police. The first thing is, what did I do? Because I know I came to a full stop. I signaled, and uh, of course they always ask you, "Do you know why I stopped you?" And there's no good answer for that. Either you say, "Yeah, because I have a, a brake light that's not working," which, by the way, I had no idea, or you could say something else. I mean, if you say you don't know, they think you're being a wise aleck. And I'm, so they've got two. And again, look at me. I'm a tiny guy. I'm a news guy. I have nothing. <laughs> you know, well. I mean, you know what happens to journalists in this burg if you're not careful. So um, anyway, it worked out well enough in the end. So I, I wind up with a fix-it ticket. But the question that was presented, why was I in that neighborhood, John? And I'm like, I'm a reporter. I'm monitoring things. I'm a reporter. And boy, uh, they, they didn't, John, they didn't like that answer. There's an easy way and a hard way. Why don't you just admit that you were violating the anti-cruising provision? <laughs> no, because I know the, I know the specific, in the specific law. Remember, that was passed like three decades ago. And that's another thing about, remember how much conversation there was in consternation before city council passed the anti-cruising law, which I think is primarily in effect down in the emerging stadium district. But the point about that is it's seldom enforced. That's another example of of a law that's set up to give police a reason to stop you when they, and I'm using air quotes now, would like to talk with you. Well, if you go around, I think the signs are still there. If you go around the block more than once within a 15-minute period, that gives them uh, a reason to stop you, and and they like that because then, I mean, at that point you start off in theory you start off with a blank slate, but you know you you just never know how things are going to go. I mean, again, uh, and I can attest to you, they didn't like that. I it's like, well, you know, it's like ten fifteen. What are you doing out here? And I felt like saying, well, I don't know. I'm coming back from dinner. I just had dinner. And I thought, I'll check out some of the neighborhoods that I often cover to see how things are going. And apparently it was so quiet that night that they, fortunately, 
fortunately, they they pointed out that I had a burnt out brake bulb, and so the next morning, on a Sunday morning, first thing I did, I said, let's go to the bulb store and buy a bulb so I could put it in and, and get my fix-it ticket taken care of. Well, I'm glad you're complying. <laughs> of course, I've got to. You don't have a choice. We know what happens when you don't comply. If you're a reporter and you don't comply, we know. We've seen it. I've seen the tape. <laughs> so, no, of course I'm going to comply. Everybody I talk to say, well, you did what they told you. Absolutely. Well, you know, whenever the police tell you to do something, you do it. It's like, absolutely. I get it. I get it. You know, I at this point, I don't need trouble. Uh, we, we don't want the trouble here either. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, and... Did you see, and it must be true because it's in Murdoch's Rupert Post, <laughs> Rupert Post, the Rupert Post reports about that state trooper who they said issued 32 fake tickets. Did you see that? It's in, it's in the New York Post. It said this guy issued, and it, it's an allegation, so of course he hasn't been convicted of anything, but they're looking into it. They allege that a state trooper issued 32 tickets and supporting depositions containing false statements and false information without performing traffic stops or observing traffic violations, according to the Westchester County DA's office. Prosecutors allege... Intelligence, Bob. The, the machine spits out the tickets at will. Well, they, what they said was, um, he was, I guess the theory... If I can page down to find the theory here. Of course, you know, and this is true, the police have no quotas. But here, this is what they do have. According to the New York Post, troopers who do not meet expectations, as in writing enough paperwork over a given month, or whose productivity falls below their peers, may be counseled. Well, I, I, like, that. I like that, may be counseled. I can give you proof that there is quotas because the revenue uh, for these towns, the, the ticket, the fine revenue, uh, is remarkably uh, consistent over multiple years. Uh, if if there was wasn't a quota, then it would seem to be that those those uh, results would vary widely rather than being so steady eddy. Well, it is interesting. I, I often have wondered, what if they made a new provision in New York State law that, say, starting January 1st, 2024, local governments no longer get a cut of ticket revenue? Look, what what would happen then? Well, then uh, then the, the state would, would give it all to seniors and the schools. You know, their two favorite causes. <laughs> kind of like the lottery. The lottery. Education. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And if anybody has any idea about what that counseling would be, if I see around here, if I'm not productive enough, it's true. I also get counseling. <laughs> it's not pleasant. That's why that's why the, the goal around here for me, every week or every month, I have to easily exceed my expectations because the last, the last thing I ever want to subject myself to, if I don't meet the criteria, and again, I can't be more explicit than this. There, There is no, no, it's not a quota. It's just, 
what do they call it? A goal. <laughs> Something to strive for. If I don't meet the goal, I will be counseled. And gosh, no one wants to be counseled. Bob, do you like working here at WNBF and WNBF.com? that earthquake and an earthquake in buffalo a few hours ago and you feel the earthquake <laughs> 6 15 this morning they said a uh, 3.8 magnitude earthquake Uh, happened near uh, buffalo and sure enough there was a guy who was up working at 6 15 this morning and wouldn't you know he felt that earthquake in the area of um, west seneca not far from that fantastic landfill i was uh, on my computer working and uh, i just felt this this i mean it felt like an explosion you know it was the, the house shook I thought a transformer had exploded, or a, a, I live on Union Road. I thought maybe a big truck had hit something, or a tree had fallen on on a neighbor or something. Well, it turns out it wasn't a big truck, and it wasn't a tree. It was an earthquake, again, not far from the infamous Seneca landfill. If you want to know where all those giant trucks of smelly trash are headed when you're on 17 or 86 that's where they're headed so they can fill in all the the cracks that happened because of this morning's earthquake so uh, as far as we know no injuries have been reported due to the earthquake on the bright side got <laughs> governor kathy hochel says her team was that the bills Kathy Hochul says her team the bills have been in touch with local officials and will offer support if needed now that the Bills have plenty of free time on their hands because, let's face it, they have absolutely nothing to look forward to on Sunday. So is the mayor of Buffalo, Byron Brown. He said damage was minimal, as far as he knows. Initially, though, he felt it could have been a lot worse. Just like everything in life, it could always be a lot worse. It felt like uh, something hit the house or something fell in the house. We went to check and make sure everyone was all right. And everyone was all right. Nothing hit the house. And we assumed it must have been an earthquake. And now finding out it was. But what about that chimney, Mayor? What about that chimney that fell 
on the vehicle. Reports of a chimney collapsing in North Buffalo uh, falling on a car. All right. Well, you never want a chimney to collapse on a car, especially in North Buffalo. Anyway, that's what we have now. Uh, as far as that earthquake, I have heard no report from anybody around here. It was awake at 6.15. Even James Kelly claimed that he didn't feel it. He claimed, I, I was listening on my way in. I figured James Kelly was working here at the station. I figured of all people who would have felt the earthquake, James Kelly on First News Binghamton would have felt the earthquake, but his claim was he didn't feel it. So I'm not sure if someone got to him and said, James, whatever you do, don't mention about the earthquake. Especially if Bob Joseph wants you to come on the program and discuss what the earthquake felt like. You're, you're to tell him that I felt nothing. Hey, that appears to be his story, and he is going to stick with it. 607-772-1290. If uh, for some reason at about 6.15 this morning you felt the Western New York earthquake, or you think you felt it, feel free to call in and let me know what that was like. In fact, here we we have a caller now. Who knows? Who knows? This could be the information that we have been seeking. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Or it could be somebody calling a second time because you forgot to mention what he wanted to mention the first time. Oh, yes, Tom, Tom and Edwell, welcome back to no, the show. No, Dave and Vestal, thank oh, you. Oh, whatever, Dave, Tom, <laughs> Tave, Dom, whatever, Vestal, Endwell, whatever. Okay, no. what's, what, what's, your, what's your topic now? Um, well, you mentioned the balloon, Bob, and I did want to mention that when I, you know, you were thinking, why? Why did they wait? And we're all saying that. And is it possible since they intentionally gave us COVID, they were bringing us more presents, something something that we should be afraid of? What I heard was they were down? they were delivering a new Apple uh, MacBook Pro to Hunter because Hunter misplaced his last laptop, so they were de- delivering a new Apple, newly newly released. Apple MacBook Pro with a 22-inch screen, and it was uh, going to be delivered over to Hunter's place. Except uh, they didn't want to drop it uh, um, into the area while the the police had the uh, residents under surveillance. <laughs> you know, you know, Bob. I, I personally was hoping that you know it'd be filled with goodies. You know, like a big pinata, like maybe. maybe I was hoping it would be filled with. Um, <laughs> Thousands and thousands of boxes of Malamars, the San Francisco treat. No, I don't think they'd have, but they would have fortune cookies or egg rolls or stuff like that, Bob, stuff we all love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, fortunately, uh, Biden Biden snapped into action and shot it down. So the good thing is what you uh, have to acknowledge is at least Biden even belatedly shot it down because uh, when the U.S. was under previous management, when, when these Chinese spy balloons came over U.S. territory, the previous manager of the country didn't bother to shoot them down at all. That's that's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. And, and Dave from Vestal, you know, they wouldn't lie about something like that. 
No. <laughs> no, they wouldn't lie no. about something like that. <laughs> no. No. Certainly not. No. Certainly not. Not the federal no. government. No. Not at all. No. Not at all. No. Okay. Well, uh, we so, got that resolved. Right, anything else? I need, anything else we need to take care of? Do you do you want me to go out and check the barometric pressure? <laughs> no, Bob, but you can stop over and check the tire pressures. My <laughs> tire pressures, they seem to be going down. Bob. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. My, my, my little tire blipper was on. And and I was hoping now that the temperature had war- warmed up. I mean, I wasn't surprised on Friday when it got so cold that the tire blipper went off and said, warning, warning, Will Robinson, warning, Chinese spy balloon, and your tires are too low. Warning, warning. And I thought, well... I won't drive anywhere on Saturday because it's too cold, and then Sunday when it warms up, my tire pressure will resume its normal performance, and unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. So I guess, gee, I guess I'll have to go to that place where they charge you $5 for two minutes of air. Jeez. You know, when I was a kid, and this shows you how old I, I am, when I was a kid, you could go to any... They, call, they actually called them service stations. They don't call them that anymore because you get no service. You have to pump your own gas, and if you want your windshield cleaned, you're going to have to put put uh, the the windshield swiper into that bucket of uh, goo that they change once a year, whether it's necessary or not. But I'm old enough to remember at service stations, you used to get all the free air you could uh, enjoy. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember that well. You know, you had a good one, Bob, I have to mention. When you mentioned the Big Flats, a place where they, where they repair, that's a town where they repair your tires. They got one on every corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I can picture, I can picture the mayor of Big Flats putting out, like, every morning, you know, 10 boxes of, of, uh, of big construction nails. And it's like, yeah, that's how our... That's how our economy works. We don't use we don't use a speeding ticket revenue to raise money. We we raise money the old fashioned way by repairing thousands of big flats a month. <laughs> you know what, Bob? You know somebody could start a business. Now that you're mentioning it, you could. You, you could you could carry around air tanks and, and deliver air to people. Like maybe they come out of work and see their tires too low to drive. Um, people, a lot of people don't have stuff on them. You could drive. You could fill anything up. People needed air anywhere. You could charge them. You could. You can deliver air. There's a, there's a there you go. Entrepreneurship. There you're you gonna go. you're yeah. you're Binghamton's next. Excuse me, Endwell's next billionaire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, Dave from Festal. It's ten forty-five. Bob Joseph, as I often say when people observe the program, hey, if you can't have fun, what can you have? Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. Even though we occasionally do have fun on the program, we're not afraid to tackle the serious issues, including the spy balloon. So, if you have thoughts about the spy balloon, I implore you to call in now at 607 772 1290. This is News Radio WNBF. so crazy right now. And whatever you do, don't clear your throat. 
Roger from Choconut. Good morning. You're on the air. Morning. Uh, I was just listening to some of the callers calling about this balloon incident. And um, I was watching the news last night, and they had the Secretary of Defense on uh, in an interview. And they mentioned the balloon thing and that uh, it had happened three times under uh, when Trump was president. And uh, the Secretary of Defense said flat out, oh, that as far as he knew, at no time whatsoever did the Chinese send balloons over here when Trump was president. So I just wanted to clear that up. It seems well, like that's funny. Time. That's funny because on the news they said actually at least twice that the Chinese did send over spy balloons here and they weren't shut down when the country was under the previous management. So... I guess I, I guess that's a shame, and I'm sure later today the former president will respond to those allegations. Yes, because I, this was a big news story, and I'm sure... It's, oh, it's a huge it's, news story. I, I haven't had any sleep for almost a week, and i got to tell you, I mean, if these, if these spies are going to continue looking over our shoulders, I mean, it's almost like the police. Have you noticed in Binghamton and Johnson City and Endicott and everywhere you go, now the police have cameras, so even they're spying on me now. I'm telling you, Bob, you're just getting to have too much influence. No, it's just that they have too much money to monitor everything we do. You know, license plate readers, you, every time you drive into Binghamton or leave Binghamton, they have a record of it, and yep. as they should. I mean, let's face it, they're the police. They're the police. The police should know. The police should know at any given time who is actually driving around Binghamton. And then when they leave Binghamton, the police should know. Uh, And the one thing that the other caller mentioned was um, uh, speeding tickets and like that. I I drive delivery truck and all through Triple City that we go down around through there. And the one spot that I really noticed that people pay no attention to the speed limit is in front of the high school in Endicott. Well, that actually has changed because of very, very intense enforcement by Endicott police. I I drive through there probably at least a couple times a week, and it appears to me, at least in the morning, that um, people are adhering quite closely to the posted 20-mile-an-hour speed limit because... Endicott Police, over the last year or so, they've they've been putting a, a great emphasis on enforcement right there. Oh, well, I, I drive through it in the afternoons uh, up until like 5, 6 o'clock, and uh, I have been passed by cars going at least 40 miles an hour through that zone. All right, well, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send a memo to uh, Chief Gary to uh, see if... If they'll uh, enhance enforcement in the afternoon, I don't usually go there in the afternoon. Occasionally, I do, but I, if if people are flouting the twenty mile an hour speed limit law near UE High School in the afternoons, I think uh, I think justice needs to be served because we've already seen just in the last two or three years a couple of extremely serious incidents where people were badly injured because of drivers who 
apparently didn't know how to go through a school zone without badly injuring someone. So, so maybe, maybe there'll be more enforcement this afternoon. That might be, it might be a tip if you drive through that section of East Main Street between Washington and Lincoln Avenues. Maybe this afternoon, maybe you might consider adhering to the twenty mile an hour speed limit that will be in effect until six p.m. It's just. Friendly advice, friendly, money-saving advice from Bob Joseph, who's on your side. On WNBF 92.1 FM, 12.90 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app. She's working at a convenience store. Where is that? Speedway? I wonder if she's got a fast car. Gonna go through the town of Nichols, heading toward Elmira. See, my old man's got a problem. Yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is. He says, body's too old for working. Body's too young to look like his. My mama went off and left him. She wanted more from life than he could give. I said, somebody's got to take care of him. It's 10.55. She's got a flat tire, a fast car at WNBF and WNBF.com. Right now it's 37 here in downtown Binghamton, the Motor City. At least if you're on Riverside Drive or Beethoven Street. (laughs) Who knows what the speed limit is around the park, right? The signs are so difficult, so difficult to decipher. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly cloudy today and tonight. High today, 38. Low tonight, 21. Tomorrow, a bit warmer. Increasing clouds. A chance of showers in the afternoon. High, 41. Partly sunny Wednesday. High, 41. And again, in the Motor City, it's 37 at WNBF. Uh, Just additional planning information for those who want to know how to dress on Thursday. You probably are not going to need... Your winter coat or mittens or scarf on uh, Thursday because it's supposed to get up to about 50. And Friday, 46, and then things start to get a little cooler for the weekend. So there. What do you think about them, apples? Let's see what else is happening here in the wide world of news. Uh, Hokel Watch continuing. Kathy Hokel Watch... Um, I don't know what you think about her new budget. I have no idea. I have no idea what to think about her new budget. A lot of 
<laughs> a lot of um, plans to spend your money, so we give her credit. I think I think it should be um, a fun couple of months because what happens now with the governor's budget proposal now public, the legislature will start its budget review. So see how much more money they can add to what she's proposing. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Bob. It's Dave. I'm calling from Owego. Hi, Dave. Hey, uh, real quick on the uh, Chinese balloon uh, launch from uh, Russia over the weekend. Um, it's not the only one Biden's had. Probably won't be the last. And uh, I know Trump had like three or four of them, too, while he was in office. So it is what it is. I'm, yeah, I mean, I, just between you and me, I think this thing was hyped up by the media. Oh, yeah, everything's hyped up. Sure, I, I, and by the way, I'm not saying just the liberal media, the liberal media, the conservative media. I think the media knew we had a slow news week, so the media, Fox and CNN and MSNBC all collaborated, and they said, hey, spy balloon, that's a good That's a good story till the big game. Yeah, let's keep them going to the big game, and then uh, two weeks later we got the big race, and uh, yeah. we'll keep them busy. So yeah. you know, nothing to fear but beer itself. I appreciate your call. Yeah, it's just a balloon. Yes, and they were spying. That's what the Chinese would do. Individual WNBN, where news breaks first. News Radio twelve ninety WNBF. Good morning on this Monday, February sixth. You're listening to WMBF. Matthew Ryan, a former mayor of Binghamton, was one of 15 people arrested during a protest outside a Wegmans store in Johnson City. Area residents organized the demonstration in response to violent incidents involving police in Binghamton and elsewhere in the United States. Village police were assisted by officers from several agencies, including New York State Police and the Broome County Sheriff's Office, in clearing Wegmans' property after the store closed early Wednesday evening. During a WMBF radio interview Friday, Ryan, an attorney, said he had been called to be a legal observer of the protest. He said he had done some shopping in Wegmans before he stood off to the side next to a WSKG public radio reporter to watch what was going on. Three, Ryan two, acknowledged that at one, one point he engaged in an argument. ABC News. I'm Morgan Norwood. ABC News Now. He said there were a few obscenities tossed back and forth between the two during their brief interaction. Ryan said he was some distance from the protesters in the store parking lot as the demonstration was winding down. He said a police officer approached him and said, you have to leave right now. Ryan said he just wanted to be able to observe what's happening. Said the officer asked, so you're not leaving. Ryan said he was arrested and after he said, I don't think I should have to leave. A handwritten appearance ticket was given to Ryan, indicated he was going to be charged with trespass and resisting arrest. According to a police department news release, Ryan, in fact, did not resist arrest. The release indicated resisting arrest was written by mistake and that the appropriate charges of trespass and obstructing governmental administration will likely be filed in the coming days. Late Friday, Village Police released a new statement saying, We wish to issue a retraction of some of the statements made about Ryan. The agency said more extensive review of the video video footage revealed that Ryan did buy groceries prior to the start of the event, and we apologize for stating that he lied about that fact. The department said Ryan had been misidentified as someone else who had not entered the store. According to a press release on Thursday, multiple firearms and a variety of drug-related items were seized by the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force. 
On Wednesday, the task force executed a search warrant at 127 Washington Avenue in the village of Endicott. They seized 32.8 grams of fentanyl, 0.5 grams of black tar heroin, 6.5 suboxone strips, various drug paraphernalia, various pills and prescription medications, including 98 methadone pills, a loaded 9mm ghost gun, a loaded 40 caliber handgun, gun parts including 3D printed parts, explosive blasting caps, and over $2,000 in suspected drug proceeds. As a result of the investigation, Chase Tiffany of Binghamton and Paul Reed of Endicott were arrested. Tiffany was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. Paul Reed was charged with three counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree, criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree, and three counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia in the second degree. On Thursday, the task force conducted a drug interdiction stop on Interstate 81 northbound at Exit 7 in the town of Shenango. Law enforcement officers seized over 1,000 grams of fentanyl worth approximately $45,000, forged identity documents, or almost $2,000 in suspected drug proceeds, as a result of the investigation, Adolfo Del Rio de Jesus of the Bronx, New York City, was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the first degree. Franklin Valdez of the Bronx, New York City, was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree. And Carlos Valdez of North Providence, Rhode Island, was charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree, criminal possession of a forged instrument in the second degree, and criminal impersonation in the second degree. According to a press release from the United States Attorney's Office, Northern District of New York, 55-year-old Charles Wager of Castle-on-Hudson, New York, was convicted of attempting to entice a minor into engaging in unlawful sexual activities following a four-day trial. Wager reportedly exchanged thousands of sexually explicit text messages with people he believed to be a 10-year-old girl and her mother. In addition to discussing different sexual acts with who he believed to be the 10-year-old girl and her mother, Wager also sent nude photos of himself. He then made arrangements to meet the 10-year-old girl and her mother on February 5, 2021. Wager traveled from Castleton-on-Hudson to Binghamton with the intent to engage in sexual activities with the 10-year-old girl. Upon his arrival at the agreed-upon meeting location in Binghamton, Wager was arrested by law enforcement officials. Wager was already a registered sex offender, pleading guilty in 2002 to rape in the third degree after admitting to having sexual intercourse with a then 15-year-old girl. Following his arrest in Binghamton, he admitted to sexually molesting two other minor victims several decades ago. Wager now faces a minimum of 20 years in prison and a maximum life sentence, in addition to a fine of up to $250,000 and the term of supervised release of at least five years and up to life when he's sentenced on June 8th. Republican lawmakers are accusing China of deliberately surveilling sensitive U.S. military sites with a suspected spy balloon. And they say the Biden administration has given Beijing an intelligence opening by not downing the balloon during its high-altitude drift through American airspace. Democrats are defending Biden, and they note that they were from similar incursions while Donald Trump was president. A missile from an F-22 fighter jet downed the balloon on Saturday off the South Carolina coast. A U.S. official tells the Associated Press that those involved in the recovery of the balloon are planning to take it to the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia, for further analysis. 
And the Biden administration has offered to brief congressional leaders on its investigation into the classified documents found in the private possession of President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity on Sunday. A briefing could come as soon as this week, but it may not meet bipartisan demands from lawmakers who say they have ongoing national security concerns. Any briefing isn't expected to include direct access to the documents that were seized. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, chance of rain showers, possibly mixing with snow after 7 a.m., then gradually ending. Mostly cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m., increasing clouds with a high near 41 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 5 a.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 32 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. And Wednesday, a slight chance of rain and snow showers before 8 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 41 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 29 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Here we go again on a Monday morning, another big hour with the program that's designed specifically for all the cool kids. If you're a cool kid, skip school and listen to Balloon Radio, WNBF. Zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. Be a cool kid and call in. Again, six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. It's so cool, so cool. It's like drinking cool aid, except you're talking on the radio to a real person. So if you have thoughts. Again, the spy balloon. I certainly can understand why people were all abuzz with all that spying going on. Jay, to think that a country like China would spy on the United States, and also to think that the United States would be spying on a country like China. Now, how many spy balloons are we running right now? It's, maybe they announced it. I I didn't see. If, if somebody announced it, if um, Hannity on, on the Fox announced how many spy balloons the United States is running right now. Let me know, because I, for, the, for the life of me, I can't believe the Chinese are the only ones using spy balloon technology. It seemed to me that we're, <laughs> for all we know, the United States has ten times as many spy balloons, and they're being made somewhere in a Uyghur. You see what I'm saying? I was wondering what they're using that hangar for now that John McCain shut the program down. Yeah, or spy balloons. 99 spy balloons, said Nina. 
All right, back to the phones we go. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Vinny from uh, Binghamton. Did you see they shot down and the spy balloon? Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that stuff's just nonsense. But, Bob, it, it, it's just, it's it's funny. It's It's the same old, same old, and the same old people react the same way they always do. Like they said, they these these this happened during Trump's in, uh, when Trump's administration. Well, he was afraid to shoot him down when they came over the United States. He he cowered. He he refused well, to pu- he refused to give the order to shoot it down. Well, well, I mean, but just follow us, okay? Democrats said nothing. Republicans said nothing. Now it comes over Joe Biden, who's the first group to run their mouth and oh, he should have Republican Party. And I, like I've said before, this group to talk about um, just exploiting our differences. I've never seen them act the way they do. But that's not that's not the reason why I called in. I mean, that was just my thing. I, I'm reading in the paper now. They got balloons over Latin America floating around down there. Just my well, how many balloons at any given time? The Chinese government probably has at least a dozen spy balloons deployed right now. But also, to my point, how many spy balloons does the United States have up in the air right now? Oh well, we'll never know that. Oh, of course not. No, it's you know, ooh, Chinese bad for using spy balloons. But what if it comes out? What if the New York Post finds out that the United States has two spy balloons right now, spying on China? What then? Hey, Bob, we don't even know what's going in Iraq. We invaded. Heck, we don't even know what's going on in Binghamton. I mean, look, you know, maybe you know, I, I. I'm not, I'm only half joking. Maybe what we need now is because we're so uh, in the dark from the people that run government here in the Binghamton area because they won't tell us anything. Maybe maybe we could get a contract for a Chinese spy balloon placed over the triple city so they can tell us, you know, every hour on the hour what's going on around here. I know. I, I mean, I, that's what I'm we need for- because the journalistic infrastructure is broken. The people who are in a position to answer a few questions don't return calls. So, you know, I'm going to call the not the um, Chinese spy agency, not the the people that operate, you know, with intrigue, but the Chinese commercial spy balloon agency, and they could do us a favor by by setting up a spy balloon over Broome County, and every hour on the hour. They issue a report, you know, and they'll call it, um, oh, I don't know, BinghamtonBalloonNews.org. And we could find out what's actually going on around here. And, you know, maybe that would be the the first progress we've made in decades to actually get more information out to the people. Well, Bob, let me ask you this. Did uh, When uh, Mayor Bucci was in there, he, he would call in. Would he talk to you? Of course. Mayor Bucci always calls. He still would call. If I I wanted to get Mayor Bucci on the line, he was always easy. He was, to be honest, I think he was easier to get on the radio than Matt Ryan was. And I know some people would say, oh, come on, Bob. Matt Ryan would always be on the radio. Well, yeah, most of the time. But my recollection that when Richard Bucci was mayor or Juanita Crabb, when they were mayor, they were always easily accessible. I think they were... Um, far more accessible even than than Matt Ryan. But to the point, you know, all those years, Al Libis, Juanita Crabb, Richard Bucci, Matthew Mm -hmm. Ryan, and Richard David, I could get them on the air more quickly than I could get my mom on the air. Yeah, yeah. 
In fact, the truth is, my mom was never on the air. So there, my mom, my mom, and she's no longer with us, sadly, but my mom never came on the radio with me. So it was always easier to get Rich David or Matt Ryan or Richard Bucci or Juanita Crab on the air because they didn't boycott the program. My mom would listen, but she would never come on. That's, well, you people that live in the city of Binghamton, I feel sorry for you, man, but just, you just got to remember this. That's all. When hey, comes you, again, you have no right. You know, it used to be you had an expectation. I won't say it was a right, but you certainly had an expectation that whoever was on the fourth floor believed in you enough to answer a few questions at least once a month. And for some reason, foolishly, I thought that was going to be just a a practice that would sort of always continue. I just thought, look, we're a small town. And, yeah. you know, small-town values means that uh, local officials want to keep their constituents fully informed. Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's sad. But, um, but you know what? You know, Having said that, the show goes on, and some have yeah. asserted that the show is actually better than ever. So, you know. Well, I'll tell you, Bob. I, I don't see where the show has suffered. I'm just saying from an informational standpoint, I think I think the people of Binghamton, the 45,000 people who reside in the Parlor City, I think they've suffered because they don't know exactly what's going on. But personally, from a programming standpoint, I think the program's sounding better than it ever has. Oh, I think it has, too. I, I hear a lot of, a lot of new callers. Um than the usual callers, so I like that. See, that's that, that's what makes you, that's the lifeblood right there, the new callers that call in. Yeah, so I not believe, to denigrate, but. not to denigrate people like you and Bob from Vestal and, and all the other uh, familiar voices. We we always appreciate the, the regular callers, but, hey, my commitment is to have basically, uh, figuratively speaking, Right. Uh, not like Hannity would say, uh, literally, I'm going to have a big tent. And people would say, well, literally, Bob, where where is your big tent? No, figuratively, we have a big tent where everyone is welcome to participate in the program. So, I, And I think that's yeah. a great thing. Yes, it is. But, Bob, what I called in for is, basically what I called in for is I can't wait until tomorrow night. Because you know what tomorrow night is. That's the State of the Union. I thought it was the big game. No, you're right. They they don't play the big game on Tuesdays anymore. You're right. It's going to be funny if if in a a master stroke of counter-programming, the commissioner announced that the big game is going to be tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, and they they would try try to see if anybody would watch the State of the Union when they pushed up the the air date for the big game. Well, I'll I'll tell you, um, that jobs report Friday, that was absolutely amazing. Blew all kinds of mar- oh my god! They didn't know what to do. Everybody, I was watching Fox News and um, Fox Business Report with Maria on there. Bartiromo, she didn't know what to do. What? What? They, you know, I guess they predict 175. We got 517. Blew everybody away. All their analysts throw all your stuff away. That's what this country did. And it's so funny sometimes if we just back up. And let things take care of themselves. They will. You know, before it was, oh, those bums, nobody wants to work. Uh, you know, the, the government, and we got 570. It blew everything away. 
this, how many jobs we've created. It's just absolutely, I mean, it's something that the country together should say, wow, forget Joe Biden. Do you think Kevin forget McCarthy, forget. do you think Kevin McCarthy will pull uh, Nancy Pelosi and rip up a copy of the State of the Union speech? I don't think he will, Bob, because he's hanging by a thread. I think he should. No, I think he should. No, no, actually better, better than that. He he has, uh, I don't know, how many pages do you think the State of the Union speech runs? It's It's got to be probably at least 30 pages. So you see yeah. him right at uh, about halfway through the, the speech, and you see Kevin McCarthy pull out a lighter and set the thing on fire. <laughs> well, I, Bob, I just want, Joe, just to talk about where we were and where we're from. Remember those? I don't know if you remember. Go on, this is a call I called way back when this happened. Remember those little stickers that used to be on the gas pumps? I oh, yeah, this. I did this. I noticed you don't said, see them anymore now that gas yeah. prices have plunged precipitously. Those stickers suddenly have been scraped off by the miscreants, the, the vandals who put them on. Well, that's what I said. I said, keep those right there. Keep them there. Don't take them down. I want those things. As a matter of fact, see if you can get some larger ones. To put on there. Yeah, I was so, waiting so, when I, Fox News was showing their exclusive video of the uh-huh. spy balloon being shot down uh, off the coast of South Carolina. I was waiting for the Fox News creative department to put out one of those graphics up on the, the upper left part of the, the screen as the balloon was going down slowly, slowly, slowly into the drink, and it would say, yeah. I did this, and it would show Joe, Joe Biden yeah. pointing at the pointing at the, the now hapless spy balloon, you know, probably yep. like $50 million worth of Chinese technology going into the drink. Absolutely, but uh, no, that's what I'm waiting for. All right. I just want to cover well, where, we, where we were and where we are now. Okay, well, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching that... Uh, State of the Union speech tomorrow night because I wouldn't be surprised that Kevin McCarthy has some sort of trick up his sleeve. 607-772-1290 is our number. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to News Radio WNBF 921 FM 1290 AM and streaming at WNBF.com. Balloon's gonna fall in the house. Oh no! Back to the phones we go on a Monday morning. Bob in Shenango Forks. Good morning. You're on the air. Yeah, you know it's about time they shot that thing down. I know. What the heck were they waiting for? It was like, oh, it was like watching paint dry. Well, the reason I really call is I happened to watch a movie last week called Bridges of Spies with Tom Hanks. Now, it's based on the true story of Gary Moore, which was shot down during the Cold War. 
Now, we set him up in a plane at 70,000 feet with cameras and stuff like that. And, of course, he got shot down. But at the same time, Tom Hanks, I can't get real lawyer's name, Donnelly or something, he was defending a Russian spy that we had captured. Yeah, the lawyer's name was James Donovan, and the pilot was Francis Gary Powers, who got shot down when he was uh, driving... He was yeah. no, it was Powers, yeah. and so he's driving his U two spy plane, and he got shot down. Right, yeah, have you ever? Did you see that movie? I have not. I and now that I popped up the uh, the uh, synopsis online, it looks like just my kind of movie. I for some reason, it, it, it's yeah, really it's a Spielberg good. production. I I I think I would love the movie because you know I won't say a lot about it, but you know they, they sent this lawyer over to Berlin. And at the same time, he got out another American that was studying over there or something. So he got a two-for-one swap, more or less. And he went on to, this lawyer, to free thousands of people from the Bay of Pig stuff during Cuba time or whatever. So it's a really good movie to watch. I think a lot of people would be interested in it. Yeah, it looks like from the reviews that are mentioned online, it appears most people who watched it really liked it. So I I appreciate your mentioning that, and I'll put that on my list. Yep. Okay. Thanks, and like I say, I hope we shoot more down if they come back. Oh, you can bet we will. I don't. But here's the thing. Now that they lost one of their spy balloons, I have no idea how much it cost, but we have to assume it was millions of dollars. My guess is they're not going to put up another spy balloon anytime soon. I think, you know, when the next time they'll put up a spy balloon over the U.S. territory? When's that? Oh, probably sometime, I would say, in summer or early fall next year, just to toy with the U.S. Uh-huh. presidential campaign. Even if, see, I I still hold by my personal belief that Joe Biden will not seek a second term, but whether or not he's he's running for re-election, I predict the Chinese will deploy their next spy balloon probably in September or October next year just to screw with us. Well, maybe they'll send it over Delaware. (laughs) Spy over the Wilmington Airport. By the way, I just found out, did you realize up until a few weeks ago, Delaware, the state of Delaware, was the only state in the United States that had no scheduled flights? Oh, yeah. Well, because he lives there. (laughs) Wow. Also because they're so close to Philadelphia. I mean, it's a small state. And the Wilmington Airport reminds me sort of like our greater Binghamton airport, relatively speaking, a small regional airport. And until, really, until a few weeks ago, they had no service. And now guess who's providing service from Wilmington to Florida? They just started. Yeah. Avello, the same company that's now flying people from Binghamton to Florida. So Avello just added Wilmington, Delaware to their uh, flight schedule. So I found that interesting. But up until... I guess last month, maybe a couple weeks ago, Wilmington, Delaware, they had an airport, but no real scheduled service. So but now now people can fly to Orlando from Wilmington. So now finally, once again, the state of Delaware has some scheduled flights. 
It's 1130 at WNBF Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph on News Radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM. And you're always connected with us using the free WNBF app. Morning. You're on the air. Which, oh, I know who this is. It's uh, Bob from Vestal back again. Good morning. Yeah, I usually don't call back, but I had to answer you guys uh, <laughs> celebrating gas for three fifty. It was two fifty when Trump was in there. How can yeah, you? Yeah, but but it was a dollar eighty five when Obama was in there. So well, I don't even want to talk. About I mean, him. all hail Barack Hussein Obama, the only U.S. president, I believe, in the twenty first century who gave us regular gas for a buck eighty five a gallon, Mister yeah. Obama. He's running things now, you know. I've told you this. Well, if he's running things now, Mr. Obama, Mr. Obama, bring gas prices back down to $1.85. Yeah, when I see him, my blood boils. I never liked him. <laughs> I liked him. Did you see that now they're, they they ran this in um, the news over the weekend to see, you know, how they run things up the flagpole to see who, who would salute. They said Michelle Obama could very well be the Democrats' nominee for president in 2024. My friend said, that. I go, what? He goes, you watch. I go, oh, my God, no. No, a ticket. Think about this. This is the dream ticket for the Democrats, Michelle Obama and AOC. They would be in, there there would be, it would be, they would win by so much, there would be no point to even have an insurrection in January 2025 because they would win probably by 22 million votes. Oh, I know what I want. Do you know, you were talking about, Something Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's got way too much class instead of that Pelosi. When she did that, Bob, that woman should have been kicked right out of government. You don't do that to the sitting president. Hey, I didn't say that she should have, but to her credit, we're still talking about it years later. So, you know, no, it should never have been done. And I, if. Nancy Pelosi had ever asked me ahead of time, Bob, do you think it's a good idea for me to rip up a copy of the State of the Union address like that? I would have said, no, absolutely, positively no. What happened to her? That's just crazy that this woman can get away with anything. She, she uh, insider trading. It's sickening what these people get away. And me and you are little peons here. They have to just sort of, oh, I heard something about it. The job report, I don't care how many jobs. Oh, I don't the job anymore. report last Friday was astonishing. How yeah, strong. I listen, I don't work anymore. I go into a grocery store, and I'm on a, uh, a set amount of money every month, and I go into a store, and I pay double what I used to. Yeah, but what about eggs? And I don't know if you use the eggs, but it, they're no longer affordable. It used to be the average person could afford a dozen eggs. Now the average person can barely afford two eggs. I know. Isn't that insane? I never, I'm 68 years old. I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd see $5. And I heard somebody say there were eight or nine. Yes. In some parts of the country, they're above $8 uh, a dozen. Now, why? Now, why can't somebody do something? Because Biden did that. Why don't they put those stickers, the the Joe Biden stickers with I did this, why don't they put them next to the the egg display where people are selling, they're paying five, six, seven dollars a dozen? People still like him. I don't understand it. I think because he has that folksy, that sort of folksy approach. It's not, uh, it's definitely not transparent and I guess most likely deceptive, but still, I think people like that kind of folksy approach. It's kind of like, 
You know, eh, he wouldn't lie to you. Eh, eh. It's sort of, would your grandfather lie to you? No. Your grandpa would not lie to you. That's, I think, why. I think it's why Joe Biden is so popular in 47 out of the 50 states. 607-772-1290 is our number. This is Bob Joseph live on WNBF. You are- All the calls all the time at WNBF. Matt and Binghamton, good morning. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, all you got to do is look up reasons why egg prices are so high, and you'll find out that there's an avian flu going on. A lot of birds have died. A lot of There's a lot of factors. Uh, obviously, inflation's one of them, but inflation's starting to subside. In fact, some places, uh, I just heard a story on the radio this morning that um, – Egg, egg prices in some places have gone down, and and uh, wholesale prices going down. So sh- soon, just like gas, we'll see eggs start to go down a little bit. But have you checked the uh, Have you checked the prices of eggs over at Wegmans lately? Yeah, there's the kind I get are two uh, two dozen for. They were eight dollars. They went up to nine dollars. All right. Well, so I'm going to get uh, some, get but I'm I I can't get over to Wegman's till Wednesday at seven. So maybe I'll see you there. Well, I, you know, I obviously hang out at Wegman's a lot. I've I seen you there. Myself. I I can attest I to that. I've seen I've seen you and other former mayors at Wegman's in Johnson City. And I don't lie about it either. Um, <laughs> By the way, speaking the of way, that, they put out a news release apologizing to. Uh, Actually, shortly after you were on the program Friday, they put out a, a news release and they apologized for calling you a liar. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was adequate, but I thought it was uh, nice of them to do that. But uh, well, we'll see how that all turns out. But anyway, people, I, I, I haven't listened much today. I just got out of the gym. I, in fact, I just call, I just started listening when I called. But I don't know if, if people are you know going crazy about this balloon and we didn't shoot it down till. After it was off the coast, you know, you know how much I don't know how many people paid attention, but that was the weight of that thing. You wouldn't think a balloon would be have be able to carry that much weight. It was the size of three uh, trucks, three um, vans, like the, the weight on that thing. So, so Matt, you, so seriously, if if they shot it down, like say if it was going over Binghamton, and you were stopped right. briefly at the roundabout. And it fell on your car. You could be pretty badly hurt. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't like it was just a, a balloon. It was a balloon with tons of stuff it was carrying. And so that's why they. And oh, by the way, I don't usually do whataboutisms, but go back and check the record. Three times, Donald Trump knew about balloons going over the United States from China, and he didn't shoot them down. All right. I'll uh, be over at Wegmans around 7 on Wednesday and buy, buy some of those $9. Well, of course, by Wednesday, they'll probably be down to $4. But anyway, how, however much it costs, I'll buy a dozen eggs. That's my plan, anyway. It's 1140 at WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? It'd be Jesse from Owego, but you started this. When you came up with Hickory's Park, I'm like, I got a great idea. 2024, because you guys there in Binghamton have the Balloon Fest, 
Now, Hickory's Park here in Owego can be put on the map if we come up with the spy balloon fest. That's what I suggested. I I suggested hot dogs and spy balloons. There'll be a hot dog and spy balloon rally, and we'll see which festival gets more people. The one, the emerging one in the Hickories at at Owego with hot dogs and spy balloons, or the the, uh, one that is legendary now and has been going on for decades, the the one in uh, the town of Dickinson called uh, the Speedy Fest and Balloon Rally. I I submit to you that just because of the novelty, a lot of people would come to the Hickories to see all the spy balloons. Oh, you know what? I would even cook some Speedies. I could hook up with Chick-fil-A. Do some chicken. Oh, that's another thing. It'll be the debut. Uh, the, it'll be the first time ever, and it'll probably be, I assume, sometime in August. We'll have to check with Don Castellucci in the town of Owego. But this would be the first time ever that the Chick-fil-A spy balloon would be out in public, and we'll see the, the new uh, resource that the uh, Atlanta, Georgia-based conglomerate now will be using to spy on Popeyes to see how, how Popeyes manages to make a better chicken sandwich. You see what I'm saying there? That's this is this is where we're headed, man. This is 2023, the year of the spy balloon. I have two choices. Uh, you can bring down a WMBF hat, or I can wear my maggot. Which one would you prefer? I want you to wear your maggot hat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see a a sea of red hats out there for the hot dog fest and spy balloon rally. We but but again, I have to get that. approval from from Don Castellucci, so it's it's still uh, literally it's still up in the air. Okay, well we don't want missing Jesse. So all right, <laughs> stay tuned. Eleven forty two. This is Bob Joseph. Of course, it's all in good fun on WNBF Balloon Radio, ninety two one FM, twelve ninety AM. Live at 11.46 in the great northeast, Beverly, in the town of Dickinson. Good morning. You're on the air. Uh, good morning. I called to tell you that, um, that I, heard, I heard from people that the walk bridge is closed for good. Yeah, I heard rumors to that effect, too. And I, uh, I for one, am uh, a bit disappointed. I'm disappointed, too. But what are you going uh, to do? The government, the government does what they want, and they say that we have to walk up to um, up to uh, up to McDonald's and go down that path that uh, 
that past that past that they have. Yeah, I don't like it for a minute, but um, hey, can't fight City Hall. No, no, I guess not. Oh, hey, there's a thing up on on uh, on Sunrise Drive. It's it's like a swinging bridge, and it goes from they keep the grass clean and everything, or cut, and uh, you can walk you can walk across it into the woods. Yeah, I was there the other day, last uh, Friday morning. I was up there um, uh, taking uh, video. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know it existed. I I was up there. They have like a water tank. So I I thought, oh, if I ever need water, there's a tank. And then uh, a little distance away, you can walk down a path. It's a secret path, so we can't talk about it. But I've lived in Broome County for so long and worked in the area. I, mean, I grew up, I was born in Binghamton, and here it took decades for me to find that, that little path, the secret path that nobody talks about. Yeah, well, they got they got that, that swaying bridge up there. I don't know why the kids want to hang up on it, uh, hang up there. Hang I think because they're there. kids. That's what kids do. Yeah, well, uh, Tony Dickerson thinks that it's good that they can hang out there. I don't. What if that? What if that thing broke? Well, where would they go? They go probably, probably quite a few feet down. Oh, they would. That's why they should put up a sign that says "Use at your own risk." Yeah, but they won't though. Well, anyway, I if any of those kids are listening, I I encourage them to use caution. If they use a bridge like yeah, that, you, don't ever don't ever use it alone. Well, they say that the kids do it. They do it. They do it. Well, probably because they want to shoot video for TikTok. Yeah, well. The, the, I, I think it's probably the swinging bridge challenge that all the kids are doing now in TikTok. Yeah, well, I get the Sunrise Terrace news. That comes out maybe oh, once or twice a year. And they said that, that, uh, that the kids love it because they love to hang out there. Well, I don't who, think it's a good idea. Who puts out the Sunrise Terrace news? The Sunrise Terrace just Association? Just the, uh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get a subscription because I want to know what's going on up there. Yeah. Well, they. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Everything has changed up here, Bob. Yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot. You know, they used to be concerned about their. About their about their neighbors and stuff, but it's all the money. Well, that's true everywhere, though. Appreciate your call. Hope you have a good afternoon. You too. Yeah, it's always about the money. I mean, that's why we live in America. We're about the money. At eleven fifty, Bob Joseph with you, live and in living color. Jim and Vestal, you're on the air. You're right. It's about the money. So here's my story. Uh, I've been buying uh, Pepsi at one of our local supermarkets for, I don't know, for a price of uh, $2.29 for at least the last six months. So the other day I walked in, and lo and behold, the price is now two ninety nine, seventy cents $0.70 a bottle increase, over 30%. I go scoot up the aisle to see maybe the Coke might be on sale. Oh, the Coke is two ninety nine. <laughs> so uh, I go to the store manager, and he tells me that it gets all sent down from corporate, that price. Oh, that's down. true. It's about yeah. the money. So 
so I so I call corporate, <laughs> and they tell me that the marketing department controls all that. So I ask, can I speak to the marketing department? Because I just I just want to know. And no, they won't talk to they won't talk to anybody in the general public. Do you remember when they had a big war? There was a, a family, and they listen to the program every day, so they know who they are, and they'll remember they had a, a big, a big feud with with the. You remember they had a cola war, and so because they were having a feud with the cola company Pesby, they pulled all the Pesby products off the shelves of their big stores. I think they were called big stores, and. Uh, you know, see you at the big store. And they had a feud, and for a year, you couldn't get any Pesby at the big stores. Well, I, I may boycott that myself. <laughs> drinking powdered lemonade. Oh, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, mean, that's just greed. I know. That, that's not inflation. No. That's, that's and greed. by the way. And, and they're paying for, in my opinion, they're paying for the Super Bowl boys, the Manning boys. Of course. You know, that, that that puts salt into the wound. You know, when I don't mind paying a reasonable price for Pesby, but gosh, yeah, I, uh, uh, so. what what did you say it's up to now? It's two ninety nine for what a three liter bottle? Yeah, it's yeah per bottle. It's two fifty nine in another place, oh. and the lowest place is two thirty two. So, but then if you go to the store where it's two thirty two, and you go to check out. Uh, you can't get a paper bag anymore. They stop. <laughs> you can't buy a ten cent paper bag anymore. They, you know, they, they, I long yeah. for the good old days. I, I used to you know. enjoy all those big stores. See you, you know. at the big store, and they had a dozen big stores around Broome County. They had all my favorite brands: FroJoy and River Valley and Crowley yeah. products. Uh, and now look. Now the, the, this is the this is the biggest biggest chain in the United. <laughs> can't give you a 10 cent bag uh, you know? i know come then, on man then the same thing happens at the you know i heard bob from vesto call in about the gas prices well geez 10 10 cents on the parkway the other day i mean the the they raised the price at, at the one place and then right across the street the price changed almost instantaneously so uh, it's amazing that we let these corporations get away with this it's true. Absolutely you know, amazing. When I was growing up, we, we could depend on family-owned companies. People, well, mom and dad and the uncles yeah. and the cousins would run yep. the stores, and, and yep. they loved you. They knew you by your first name. They'd say, yep. hey, Bob, you yep. want obviously you don't like Pesby, so here, have this Coke product. I remember because those big stores, for the longest I could remember, they were selling Coca-Cola products in the convenient, returnable 12-ounce bottles. You get a six-pack of those for 99 cents. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. every week you could see it in the, the Sun Bulletin newspaper, the ad, at yep. the big store, six delicious yep. bo- bottles of, of Coca-Cola refreshment for 99 cents. And now look yep. at it. It's just... It's just, but what are you so going to do? I called our, I called our local, uh, you know, congressional representative, but they haven't called me back yet to investigate. But well, so see, this wouldn't happen if Claudia Tenney was still representing us. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? I see what you did. <laughs> you know what they say: laughter is the best medicine. You got it. Hey, you thank you, Jim. It. Hey, have a great afternoon, and thanks for taking my call. Really, thank you. All right. Oh, the memories. See you at the big store. And yet, even though they had 12 big stores, 
in Broome County. They never once would open one of their big stores in Tioga County. One time there was a rumor that they wanted to open up a big store. You know, the family-owned big store chain, not that other one that you hear about further south of here. Those big stores. These were the Binghamton big stores. And uh, one time there was some kind of a rumor put out probably by the liberal media that the uh, the family that ran the big stores was planning to open a brand new big store in Appalachian. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just call Newman up and see what he knows. <laughs> and it's like, no, Bob, there, sadly, there ain't going to be a big store there. There ain't going to be a big store. And no Pesby for you. 1156, Bob Joseph. Waxing nostalgic on a Monday morning at News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Hi, folks. Two six and speak with an attorney. Paid an attorney spokesperson. Motley Rice attorney Donald A. Migliori is responsible for this ad. Motley Rice LLC is headquartered at 28 Bridgeside Boulevard, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, 29464. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Attention. If your teen or preteen is or has been addicted to Instagram and has struggled with eating disorders, body image issues, anxiety, depression, or suicidal thoughts, you may be eligible to participate in a lot lawsuit for significant compensation. Text TEEN to 323232 for more information. Disclosures by a Facebook whistleblower suggest Instagram and Facebook know their social media platforms are highly addictive and cause eating disorders, body image issues, depression, and suicidal ideation, but have done little to stop it. If your family has been impacted by Instagram addiction, you could be eligible for significant compensation. Text TEEN to 323232 if you'd like to discuss a lawsuit. Text TEEN to 323232 or call 800 768 4026 and speak with an attorney. Paid an attorney spokesperson. Motley Rice attorney Donald A. Migliori is responsible for this ad. Motley Rice LLC is headquartered at 28 Bridgeside Boulevard, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, 1290 WNBA. Bob Joseph thanking you for joining us this morning. If you see a spy balloon anywhere at any time, please send an email to bob at wnbf.com. Please include photos and video, if at all possible. Remember, if you submit photos or video of a spy balloon and send them to bob at wnbf.com, we may use them on wnbf.com. Again, if you spot a spy balloon, don't be afraid. Just take a nice picture and do not take any vertical video. Horizontal video only. This is Bob Joseph. This has been my official announcement on a Monday morning from WNBF Binghamton.